course you can. If you can take your hand, putting it in front of you, look at it, and then give yourself a direction to smile, smile. And be able to do that, you could greet somebody when they walk in the door, I promise. You could train anybody to do that. If you were able to handle that little interaction right there, you could train someone to be friendly. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of MartialArtsMedia.com, George Faree. This podcast is the audio version from a video interview that took place on martialartsmedia.com. For the full interview and to download the transcript and all the show notes, go to martialartsmedia.com forward slash 61. That's the number 61. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Hey, this is George Free, and welcome to another Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Kat Zohar. I didn't check. Zohar, am I am I pronouncing that right? That's correct. All right, awesome. So Kat will be joining me and about 11 other awesome martial arts instructors and business leaders at the main event, and that's in San Diego, 26th to 28th of April. So that's next month, depending on when you're watching and listening to this. So we're going to have a bit of a, a chat and... Kat has some amazing things going on in the industry. She got started when she was six year old and I'm here to learn about what Kat does and have a great conversation and of course bring great value to you. So welcome to the show, Kat. Thanks so much for having me, George. I'm happy to be here and hello everyone. Awesome. So let's start right at the, be- right at the beginning. Who is Kat Zohar? Well, I think Kat Zohar is a martial arts innovator and martial arts visionary for the industry. I uh, started martial arts practice when I was six years old in Cleveland, Ohio, where I grew up. And it's something I've been most active in my entire life. So this is this is just uh, the continuation and the next chapter of Kat Zohar, I guess you would say. All right. So you, you mentioned innovation um, and visionary. Can, can you elaborate a little bit on that? I've done a lot of firsts in the martial arts industry. I started a girls only martial arts program designed just for young girls between the ages of three and 10. And we set up um, the Karate Princesses program, which was designed specifically to teach real martial arts techniques and skills for protection, princess protection more, more appropriately referred to, but actually giving them a base to take part in martial arts. When I was a young girl starting in my martial arts classes, my mom used to be like, well, girls don't do karate. So our motto and our tagline was girls do karate too. And that was really a big focus. This was actually pre all the pink belt stuff that you see today. So we actually had to make our own karate princesses belts out of cool princey pink fabrics and things like that. So we had a whole bunch of ways for the girls to earn um, uh, bling for their belt by participating and doing princess-like behaviors around their community as well as their household too and school. So there is a bunch of things that like that I've done over the years that have been, well, innovative for the industry. And I've seen many different 
trends come and go over the years as well, but a lot of the things that I like to visually uh, express to the people that I connect with is where taking what it is that they want to see happen and sometimes giving them the steps to be able to make that happen and how to be able to market what that is or maybe help guide them a little bit of where I could see the direction developing or progressing best for, for the people that they service. Okay, so you, and you mentioned you've seen a lot of things come and go. What's been, what's been the core thing that's really, that you feel has, has stuck around over the years? Well, here's another way where I feel that I, I bring that vision to the martial arts industry where I actually coined the phrase that came into the industry as member engagement. And one of the big things that I've really focused the most part of my uh, recent career on has been developing and building those relationships with our students and parents. And if it comes down to it, the one thing that I feel will always be here are the personal connections and the relationships, despite the era of digital websites and connecting and not answering phones and stuff like that, I still believe that that personal element and that interaction has got to be there. And not only does it have to be there, there's so many ways to be able to make it by design so it works, uh, not just for a school owner of multi-locations, but also a single school owner or single operator. And a lot of times, that's something that they have that they don't necessarily even recognize what they have. They want to try and make their marketing make them look super big, whereas like their greatest marketing effort is actually just harvesting and nurturing those relationships that are smaller, that are intimate to them. And that's some of the greatest ways that they're able to grow. Where it's interesting to me is you'll see a lot of like great big organizations trying to appear smaller so that way they have that personal bonding connection. So it works both ways. Very true, because that's been, and, and just looking at the shift of the internet over the last few years, I, I think it, it really came to a point where everybody wanted to automate, automate, and how can you, how can you separate yourself from being connected, where now it's, it's become, and you can see all the changes happening in Facebook, especially, the focus is really, how do you facilitate more relationships? How do you facilitate more one-to-one -one type of type of relationships and connections? So uh, how how would how would you go about that? So if you want to create member engagement and you want it, um, I assume you're talking about through online platforms, right? Yeah, I, it could be anything though. I mean, relationships per, uh, that I specifically refer to though is the actual connections that they have with the parents in their martial arts school, the kids that take part in their program or um, bridging that gap between what takes place. A lot of parents will drop their kids off for the martial arts program, and then for a lot of times, they have even nannies or sitters that bring them to the classes, and the parents don't actually get to see what their child learns or what they do, maybe with the exception of when they come to a belt promotion or a testing or a grading. So these are the types of things, though, then, that when they do show up, they're like, oh, I didn't even recognize this was here, but the interaction with the instructor and the parent may not be that strong. But how can we actually make it that even an absentee participating parent is still involved with the school where they feel like, oh yeah, that's where my kid goes to martial arts, this is what we do, and where they feel a connection with it as well too, where it's just not that foreign thing that my kid does this, it's his activity, it's whatever, it's Tuesday night at six o'clock. No, it's more about 
how they actually could make that relationship grow stronger with the parents so that way their parent is the ally. I hear so often martial arts school owners say, oh, it'd be great if it weren't for the parents. Well, it's because they don't build that rapport with the parents. They connect with the kid or they get the kid to like it and then they get hurt when the parent says, we're gonna pull them out and we're gonna do another sport or we're gonna do another activity. Where one of the biggest things then I see uh, from martial arts school owners' perspectives is like, why would you do such a thing? You don't know. It's because the school owner didn't communicate with them, or I told them, or it's because the parent doesn't see. Well, if the parent doesn't see, how do you show them? How do you tell them? How do you get them to be able to recognize that? How do you get them to see something bigger than just your sport or your martial arts school as an activity for them? So these are the kinds of things that I like to dive in on. <laughs> All right. So, and, and I can hear you're really passionate about that. And it gets me thinking that's, I mean, that's really the, um, it's, it's sort of the elephant in the room, right? Because you've got the student and you see the student every day. So you're building the relationship with the student, but the student's not the one that's paying the bill. So, so it's much easier for the parent to say, well, Soccer is cheaper or, 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 or easy to make that shift because they're not part of the relationship. And I mean, with most, most transactions, you know, people stay, people might get started with the idea and, and, and for the skill set, but then they hang around because of the community. So I can see the value in that really involving them in the community and getting, getting that happening. So question is, do you, do you have sort of a, a checklist or a process that you go about to facilitate that? Yeah, actually, there are several different tactics that we use, but the strategy that we overall build is develops on day one is actually sitting the parents down. And when we have our first lesson, letting them understand just how important it is to keep that communication going. But more importantly, to actually stop, take a minute, have a one-to-one -one conversation with them, not just fill in this form and I'll be right back, but instead, hey, would you mind filling in our permission slip to get them started? And then we could take an interview together and see if this is a good fit and actually discuss what they want to see their child gain from the program and get them to open up about some of the things that they've seen or, you know, experienced in their child's behavior or mannerisms that may be concerning to them and probe a little bit to actually get them to expand a little bit on why they feel for themselves their child needs either things that we deliver, better focus, better confidence, better self-esteem, stronger relationships with their classmates, better friendships, being able, any of the millions of things martial arts can provide. Get them to actually have an experience where you're discussing this with them and then from that, actually deliver that to them through your lesson then a lot of it comes down to just listening. And most of it, though, that the processes and things that, that, like, that we use really come down to just communication. You know, so often we'll hear a parent wants to pull their kid out and typically not listening to the reasons that they say at that point is the reason why so many people don't return back to martial arts. I was always in a unique position because I've had so many former students come back to the training after three months, after six months, after six years, after breaks or periods of time that they wanted to return back. And it was because I never stopped treating them like a member even after they weren't there. 
So we continually kept in contact or connection or random phone calls here or there out of the blue where I wasn't doing anything more than just being like, hey, what's going on? I missed you. How you been? You know, we're getting getting to be able to keep that contact going. And now with social media, so we talk about what are some of the strategies we could specifically use. If you're using a closed Facebook group for your members to be able to communicate anything that goes on in your classes, stop communicating so damn much about your classes. Nobody cares about the curriculum videos of the week and the month and posting all the videos and all the pictures of, you know, all these silly things that they, it's Greek to them. But instead, post conversations that actually spark a discussion that get them to say, hey, this is what we do, or this is what how we handle this, or even as simple things as like, what's for dinner on Tuesday night? But, you know, giving them the chance to actually open up and build connections so they feel they're connected to your martial arts school in a greater way than just that place they drop their kid off to two days a week. So, All right, cool. oh, so sorry about <laughs> that. That's perfect. That's awesome. So what is what do you see the biggest obstacle here? Because, um, I mean, there's, there's this big transition, right? If you're a small school, then it's it's very easy for you to facilitate this one-to-one relationships. Also, obviously, I mean, things like Facebook groups and so forth make it a lot easier, which is a real way, soft way to, to build that community feel. But then what if you start to scale and, and, and you're in the position of, all right, so school number two, number three is opening up. How do you, how do you facilitate that through your staff and making sure that they on track with the same same strategy they have to be trained it's a matter of anything people say oh but i'm not a people person or they use excuses like that you know or like i can't teach charisma or anything like that and i think oh that's bs of course you can if you can take your hand putting it in front of you look at it and then give yourself a direction to smile smile and be able to do that, you could greet somebody when they walk in the door, I promise. You could train anybody to do that. If you were able to handle that little interaction right there, you could train someone to be friendly. I mean, they might not have the personality of kindness and warmth, but you could condition them in practice through training and rehearsal and performance and reality and videotaping them and getting them to actually see themselves and get them to be able to say, hey, welcome to our martial arts school. I'm so-and-so, I'm so glad to meet you, and actually get them to learn these processes. And when we follow different types of pre-written scripts or material that we're able to actually rehearse in training with our staff members and our, our uh, coworkers and things like that and go over these things, well then, when we actually do it for real, it's not as awkward. It might be a little bit at first, but here's the truth. Everybody at first has awkwardness. It's like a first competition in a tournament. And then by the time you've done a hundred of them, it's no longer awkward. In fact, you're like, can we get this stuff over with already? You know, I mean, I competed for 18 years. I know, I know what that, I know what that game is all about. So, I mean, when the repetitiveness at first, you get that anxiousness, but the more they do it, the more comfortable they get at it, the more second nature it becomes. So you don't have to be a people person, but you have to at least care. So... And I wouldn't hire anybody that didn't care. Awesome, I, I, I like that part. I was I was speaking to a client last week. Uh, we run a program called the Martial Arts Media Academy, where we help with marketing and, and facilitating the 
more, more the outbound of connection, but I also really, really trying to simplify the online space and really leverage programs. And, and something that came up in the conversation was um, really, really trying to scale and having this problem where you're talking about member relationships and engagement, but the problem was that they found that most of their instructors are introverted. And they just don't have that very outgoing personality to really connect. And, and that was a big obstacle that well, it's currently a big obstacle for them is how do they how do they take that introverted personality or how do they take the introverted personality to scale and, and be that outgoing person? Or do they need to completely shift gears and train someone else, get someone in from the outside to to take that front? front-end role? You know, it could be both. Um, one of the schools of thoughts that I subscribe to is not everybody is engineered to do everything. And some people just naturally gravitate to certain areas. Bunny rabbits will never be able to swim, okay? It's just like the way that they've been, you know, engineered and made, they're not going to be climbing trees either. So, I mean, if we're going to ask the bunny rabbit to climb the damn tree, he's going to fail. He's not going to do very well with that. You ask the monkey to climb the tree, and you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, you're a black belt at this stuff. How did you get so good, right? You know, I mean, it's just, oh, he's a natural, right? Well, yeah, because some of us are actually naturals at certain things. As far as communications, I believe with training, if they're able to get up in front of a group, and be a martial arts instructor, they could just as easily as be the martial arts instructor to the parents in their lobby and build those relationships the same way. When there's a disconnect is that they think that the parents are no longer their students too. So when they take a different approach and a different lens that they're seeing their, their martial arts school through and actually recognize that the parents are there to support their children, so thus, the parents need training to be able to better endure that role. The parents don't know how to do that necessarily unless they're taught and trained how to be able to do that. So the person to teach them, who would that be? Well, the martial arts instructor, because what's their job? Their job is to teach. So if they see it not so much as um, this obstacle or this barrier, but put it in terms that they're already naturally selected and gifted towards, hey, I want to be a martial arts teacher. Understand, though, that who we teach isn't just the person on the classroom floor, but it's everybody within the walls of our school. And I think when we start viewing our martial arts school, not just as a place that begins at the um, when we bow onto the mat, but instead actually from the front door for whoever walks through, it's no different than if you say you want to help people or you want to change lives or you want to be a martial arts instructor, we can't be picky and choosy then about, you know, the people. Well, let me let me reshape that. Yes, we can be crazy about the people we take and who the people we help. However, we can, we have to recognize who are people that need our help. And sometimes we think, well, the parents don't need our help. Sometimes the parents need your help more than that kid on the dot. You know, I mean, they're the ones that actually are signing up, not just to be able to give their kid an activity, but also to learn how to better handle and parent their child and to be able to do that. A lot of times it just comes down to better training and better better practice with communications and drilling scenarios, both on the practice floor and how to be able to hand those, handle those announcements with the parents too. So making sure that the lobby is never a part of their martial arts school that isn't under their control, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and I think to make it really practical, I like what you said that, you know, if you can look at your hand and smile that's 
that's a really, really good start. Just a smile can do, can do wonders. And, and I think I'll add to that is just really being present. Um, really being present in a situation is, you know, if you can do those two things, a really smile and be present, understand where people are at. I think that's a, that's a good stepping stone. What, what would you add to that? that I would add to that specifically is when they are given an opportunity to build a connection or relationship with the student, understand that the student in front of them isn't just maybe the child for the class, but it's the parent or the guardian or whoever brought them to this practice as well, and be inclusive when you're teaching and let them recognize, let, let the instructor specifically recognize that being able to teach martial arts is part of the job is also being able to enroll them and being comfortable with talking to them and having, you know, that connection. Because if they want to help that kid that's going to be doing their classes, they have to have communication with that parent. Because if there's ever going to be a situation, you know, that kid's going to tell their mom or their dad first. And if the parent has enough respect for you and the program and what it benefits them with, they're able then to go back and relay that information to the instructor. Because the first person that's going to hear about a kid wanting to give up classes or stop or runs into a challenge, maybe because they stub their toe in sparring or something silly like that, that we don't even give as, you know, consideration, but could be very much a factor of why somebody doesn't want to take part or continue. If that's explained from the beginning, parents are a heck of a lot more prepared for it when it does happen. And we just got to kind of stop hiding the fact that, well, there might be a time when they're going to say, I don't want to go to karate tonight, or I don't want to do martial arts, or anything like that, or I'd rather go out and play with my friends when, you know, the weather gets nice, and that kind of thing, that it's going to make a huge difference if they understand that, and they know how their job as the parent to support their kid in becoming a, a black belt or becoming a martial artist, I prefer to say, as opposed to just setting an end goal on it, like get your black belt, and then everybody wonders why they quit once they get their black belt. Uh, <laughs> they did it. <laughs> so you told them they had to do. But yeah, so I mean, get the parent to recognize the first person they go to when there's a challenge is going to be that martial arts instructor to help them with it and see them through. So, and that the the job of the instructor is to teach the parent that that's what they have to do. If that means they have to call them when they first get started more, if they have to keep that path of communication flowing. Text messages are great right now because, you know, if a parent wants to shoot you over a message about something that went, took place, but more importantly, if you want to shoot over that parent a video or a selfie or something going on from class, if, especially if they're not present, it's the best way to be able to interact, engage, and connect. So. I like that. I like, I like that. Quick selfie. Um, this 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 really reminds me of and and I I don't know who I'm quoting here. Um, it could either be Dean Jackson or James Franco. But the the story comes from um, experiences, customer experiences, and the the story is about if if I walk into a coffee shop or a restaurant, for example, and I have and they treat me bad, I get bad service, and I just feel bad about the experience. That's 100% of my experience with that company is negative, 100%. But on the reverse side, if I'm a regular and I walk in there every morning to get my coffee, I get treated with respect, smile, all these things that we just, that we just spoke about. And 
about my 10th trip into the coffee shop, they slip up and they make a mistake. That's 10% of my experience with them that's bad. So when it comes down to that, you, you have a bit more understanding and you feel a bit more, okay, well, they slipped up. It's okay because you've got that relationship and understanding. And I think that relates to a lot of what you're saying here because martial arts journey is going to have its ups and downs and it's coming. The, the bad experience is coming. The, I don't know if I want to do this anymore is coming. So if you have the relationship to back all that up, chances are you're going to be able to save that relationship, save that student and keep them back on their, on their path. George, amen. That was exactly it. I mean, you know, one of the big things they say, the difference between customer service and member engagement, because people say, oh, it's the same thing as customer service. And I'm like, you're so wrong. I want to say something else, but I, I remember I'm a member artist and I don't do those kinds of things. And I, instead, though, I say to myself, like, well, you know, customer service is dealing with problems. That's what If you ever have a customer service, I laugh when somebody says their customer service department's going to return the martial arts students' calls, and I'm like, you have a customer service department? <laughs> what do you need that for? <laughs> I mean, that's like where, what, what does that mean? That means problems, and that you're just expecting to have lots of problems to have to deal with if you have a full-time staff doing customer service. <laughs> Member engagement, though, is preempting that, recognizing oh, we've been doing this for this many years, so we recognize that, hey, this is a common occurrence and it's going to happen. It's not if it does, if you're the unicorn that this doesn't happen to. No, it's not going about it that way. It's expecting that, hey, you know what? This is part of the game. This is just what happens. You know, it's going to come a time. And when it does, this is what we're going to do about it. But member engagement is recognizing that. The kid who has floods on and you don't teach an Okinawan system of martial arts where their you know, pants are up to their knees, the parents not buying him a new uniform, do you think that's because they have, a plan, have plans and aspirations for him to stick around another five more years? I mean, I, I probably would disagree. But giving that kid a new uniform, making the kid feel more comfortable then, forgetting about the 30 bucks or the 20 bucks or the 50 bucks or the 100 bucks, I don't care how much the uniform is, but whatever that amount is and saying, I care more about the relationship than I do about the uniform and I want to see this person stay. You make that gesture, you push that forward. Hey, if we could give a new uniform out to a new guy that we don't even know. Why can't we give one to a kid who's been practicing in our program and doesn't have a properly fitting uniform? Talk to the parent, but hey, it might be a budget thing. It might be a, not a high priority thing, but I'll tell you who it's going to make a difference for, that kid on the mat. That's member engagement. That's recognizing Man, that kid's got to be embarrassed by like the way he's getting a wedgie in the middle of his class, and he isn't even <laughs> able to do anything. You know, because mom won't buy him a new pair of pants. I mean, let's let's be real here. You know, I mean, this is what's going on. I mean, in the day where we have over, oh, I don't even know what the correct word is, but just so much abundance about uh, bullying going on. You know, throughout the world, this is a worldwide crisis. I mean, it doesn't matter where you're at. You know, but that's definitely something that, you know, let's let's make sure that this doesn't become a zone where the kid's going to get bullied because, you know, somebody, some other smart ass kid says something to him and says your uniform's too short or doesn't your mom, you know, like love you to want to buy you new pants, you know, or whatever. But <laughs> give them give them the respect of saying, hey, I recognize this because any parent then is going to appreciate that. So it's just a matter of saying or recognizing where you see a situation, 
let the light bulb go off, say that isn't right, and let's do something about it. I mean, everything gets triggered. We know, we know this, right? Somebody doesn't miss misses a class for two weeks. Chances are you're going to get a phone call, or you're going to get notice from a billing company, or you're going to get some kind of information, or a credit card payment isn't going to go through within another two more weeks. So you know that's coming. So you could either pick up the phone, or here's something better. What if we knew that was coming? right on the same day that they were supposed to be there and they weren't there. You know, if I was, um, if I date somebody and they say, oh, that was a great first date, and then I don't hear from them from like a week or two weeks later and they send me a text, hey, they're not getting a response. I mean, please, if you want to actually build a relationship with anyone, you have to be in communication. You got to show that you care. You got to recognize that, oh, this this person actually does have my best interest in mind. And if you can convey that, you're not going to have a problem when that parent then has a situation they want to come. Or like you mentioned, when you drop the ball. Oh, I, did, I ordered you the wrong size belt. I got you your belt. But unfortunately, it came in five sizes too big, you know, and all this. We'll have another one for you in the next four or five days. But here, use this one for now. But they're going to overlook those kinds of things. It's definitely, definitely in our benefit as martial arts school owners and operators to make sure that we get to know our people and better connect with them and recognize when these things happen. Because customer service is too late. That's, that's overcoming objections. And that's, that's like, it's such a buzzword. I, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. it's such a sort of trying to build things around something that's already gone. So see it before it happens. You gotta, gotta catch it before it happens. I like that. Awesome. Um, what I'm really, what I really like about that is, is really you eliminating, you eliminating the objections and, and looking for the opportunity to build relationships is really what it is. Um, and I like what you mentioned about the bullying part, you know, because there's, there's always so much focus on, um, in, in advertising, we always, um, fighting the bullies and build the confidence and build the fun. But then, um, then sometimes there's a disconnect on the actual mats. That was the ad, but is that what you're really doing in your school? Are you really paying attention to that? Because as you mentioned, I mean, you know, bullying is a, it, it's a big thing. And, and in Australia right now, there's the no uh, bullying week. Um, so there's a lot of promotion and things going on about that. But, uh, and I don't know if that's in, this, in the States as well. Um, but a, a big thing about that is, is, yeah, I mean, is there an opportunity to be bullied right there in front of you um, or just feel inadequate or not in place because of, of, the, of the social pressures? I think it's more of a responsibility than ever. Any teacher, any teacher, any educator, not even in martial arts, a dance teacher, a music teacher, a school teacher, is to recognize those things and recognize why someone might be getting singled out or pushed out the same way and making sure that there's a stronger connection with them because you might be that only connection with them. Awesome. Kat, it's been awesome speaking to you and I'm looking forward to seeing you speak at the main event. I'm in... looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be awesome. Um, just a few last words. If, if people want to connect with you, find out more about you, how should they, how should they do that? 
friend request over Facebook. I love to be able to connect with people, especially if you're in Australia or some other part of the world where I want to travel to one day and get a chance to vacation. I would love to connect with you and be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> is that what this podcast is really about? <laughs> All right, awesome. So Yep, find me on the Facebook. That's the best way to connect with me. I'm happy. Send me a PM if you have any questions about what we talked about today. I'll be happy to talk to you more. Fantastic. Captain, great speaking to you, and I will see you in San Diego soon. Pleasure is mine. Thank you, George. Have a great day, mate. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Kat Zoa. Great energy, great content. If you're enjoying the show and you're getting great value from it, please let us know. <laughs> a good way to do that would be to give us an awesome review, like a five-star review on the iTunes platform or Stitcher if you're listening to this on an Android mobile device. So for the iPhone, I know you can go to the, there's the little purple icon, uh, the podcast app, and you can just go through the show there and give us a review. Stitcher, probably just follow the instructions or wherever you're listening to this, just give us a Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. I can see I can see you are listening. I see the numbers. Um, but podcasting being a very one-way communication platform, it's 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 hard to get the feedback. So it would be great to hear from more guests. That'd be awesome. And if you need any help with your marketing, with marketing your school, uh, especially on the tech side, the digital platforms that are forever going and changing, then Get hold of us. Get hold of us on martialartsmedia.com. We'd be happy to chat with you. And uh, I look forward to bringing you another interview, another lady. <laughs> and it's it's kind of ironic, four ladies in a row. Um, it's just pure coincidence. I, I mean, it's not because it's been Women's Week or anything like that, depending on when you're listening to this. It's been pure coincidence. And I'm, ho- I'm hoping you're enjoying the change in perspective and change in energy and viewpoints, which is what the show is really about. How can we create good content, good things, good insights that you can apply to your business and that way we all learn and grow. Awesome, well that's it from me. I will be back next week with another show and speak soon, cheers. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.